0: Hey, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited to have you here as always. Today, I wanna cover the topic of how to sit down and do your hardest work. If you haven't already, I highly recommend listening to the episode right before this, which is called the Sit Down and Work Challenge. That episode covers a lot of the philosophies that I have around the pre-work that needs to be done before you can get to the stage of actually sitting down to do your most important work in your business. Okay. With that, let's dive into this episode, which is my top five tips for getting your work done. My first tip is to fact check. So what I want you to fact check when you sit down to do your work is, is this the right thing to do at the right time, for the right reasons, and in the right way? If you get an inkling that one of those pieces is out of whack, or if you have a lot of resistance to any of the pieces that I just mentioned, Use it as an opportunity to check in with yourself and ask if you need to do things differently than you had originally planned. That is tip number one. If you fact check and everything is in order, then you can move to this second piece, which is to remind yourself why you're doing this work in a way that actually creates the sensation of motivation in your body. And I'm going to give you a few fun strategies for how to actually make that happen. The first is super simple. You just ask yourself, what is the value of me doing this work? And then you actually give yourself an answer that feels compelling. And if you need some guidance on the types of value that you might get out of a task, think back to those five types of project ROI, which I have a whole podcast episode on if you wanna listen to. But as a quick recap, you can get value in the form of more time, more money, more positive emotions, more social capital, or more impact. So get really specific with yourself. When I sit down and I commit one hour to this specific task in front of me, the value that I'm going to create or the value that I'm going to get back is XYZ and get really, really granular and specific about what that value returned actually is. So one example, I want you to think about sitting down to write an email to your list. You could either have the thought like this sucks, no one wants to hear from me, this is gonna take a really long time, this is boring. Or you could have a thought like, this could generate me thousands of dollars in my business, which I can then use to invest in amazing vacation or whatever (laughs) sounds exciting to you. Think about how much more specific, inspiring, and motivating that feels for you. If telling yourself the value of the work in front of you doesn't quite cut it for you, I have another fun challenge for you. I want you to imagine someone is sitting in front of you and they are not at all bought in to the value of you doing the task at hand. And I want you to imagine that you have to fight for your life to justify why that task actually does make sense for you to do. This is a really fun, almost twisted way to get your brain to fight for the work at hand instead of resisting it. And here's one last strategy for reminding yourself why you're doing the work that you're doing. I want you to imagine somebody who loves doing the exact task that you have in front of you or the exact project that you have in front of you. They want to do it. What would they be thinking that's different than what you're currently thinking about the task? I'll give you an example that I love. I happen to love home organization projects, but if I ever think about somebody who has to deep clean their house and they aren't excited about it, it's not inspiring to them, I love for them to picture what the two women who run the Netflix show, The Home Edit. I'm like, what do you think they're thinking about home organizing that you're not currently thinking? Why are they excited, but you're not? And it just helps you almost tap into an alter ego to create motivation for yourself. All right. Now, if you have figured out why you're doing the task at hand in a way that has created motivation in your body, you actually want to get started on the task, that is amazing. Do these two things. One is just write it down, put it in a place where you can see it and refer back to it if at any point you start to lose motivation. And the second thing, and you can actually do this ahead of time, is to put your most empowering thought or your most motivating thought right into your calendar appointment title. So let's say that at 3 p.m. on Thursday, I put in my calendar that I'm gonna write my weekly email to my list or I'm gonna record a podcast episode. Instead of my calendar title saying record podcast episode, I might change that title to something really motivating to me, which would be solve a problem that my people have had all week long. That would motivate me to sit down. Okay, so all of that was tip number two. Again, reminding yourself why you're doing the work in a way that actually creates motivation in your body. Tip number three is to name the most intolerable emotion that you're going to have to feel. So I want you to think about the reason we don't sit down to do our hardest work nine times out of 10 is because we don't want to feel a negative emotion. We don't want to feel bored. We don't want to feel overwhelmed. We don't want to feel inadequate. Whatever it is for you that feels so awful, I want you to name that for this specific task at hand. So you can use this really simple fill in the blank. This task is so freaking hard for me because it makes me feel link. And even if naming the emotion makes it just 10% more tolerable for you to sit with, that is an improvement. But often naming the emotion really, really reduces its power over you. Okay, tip number four is to do it differently than you normally do it. So you might try to do it alone. You might do it sitting at your desk or you do it during that mid-afternoon slump. How do you normally do it that is adding to it feeling really hard? and then how might you completely shake things up. So I'll give you a few examples here. You might decide to do it with someone else, either an in-person co-working session or a virtual co-working session. Instead of sitting down at your desk, you might start walking and using the voice app Otter to talk things out if you're a verbal processor. You might do it in a cozier environment. I have a lot of clients who work in bed like I do, or we work on the couch, or we go to a friend's house for co-working. Date maybe the library, a coffee shop. You just really mix up your environment to make it a little less resistance heavy. Or sometimes I do my hardest work on the weekends, which sounds counterintuitive, but it's really nice sometimes to not have any time constraints. I just have a wide open day to really dig into that hard work. And I'll share a quick story that encapsulates all of the tips I just recommended. So in one of her books, Brene Brown talks about the way that she actually wrote the book. So instead of sitting down hour after hour at her desk and just hammering through her book, she decided to rent a beach house with two of her best friends. They got tacos, they went on swims, they did all these really fun things. And then her friends and her would sit in the living room of this gorgeous beach house, and she would tell them stories that they would capture right down And then she would later turn them into parts of the book. Now, most of us are not on an average week going to rent a beach house with our best friends, although maybe we try that sometime. (laughs) But I just want you to take that story and use it as a creative example of mixing up your environment, mixing up the way that you're doing things in order to decrease your resistance. All right, now here's tip number five, which I only want you to use as a last resort if you have already used the first four tips. So tip number five is if all else fails, do the work while feeling absolutely terrible. Sometimes no matter how hard you try, the task at hand is just not going to be appealing to you and you really cannot change your mindset about it. So you're just gonna do it while not wanting to. And instead of making that into a bad thing, I want you to turn that into a really good thing. It's a reminder that you know how to do things even when you don't want to do them and you're building that muscle of doing the boring, tedious, uninspiring things that are part of growing a business. I do think this is a skill set that every business owner needs is doing the unappealing work, but I do like to work with my clients to make this bucket of things as small as possible. I for sure don't want you to feel like the majority of your day is just you doing shit you don't want to do in a way you don't want to do it and feeling terrible about it, that is not the goal, but sometimes it is the last resort and that's okay. Okay, I wanna address something else really important, which is if these tips feel overwhelming, tedious, or time consuming to you, that's okay. Remember that they definitely get easier with practice. So it might feel like right now you have to take the time to write down your answers and really work your way through, and it's actually adding time to your work, but with practice, this will start to happen on demand, where you can actually snap your fingers and feel motivated right on cue. And if you would like hands-on practice applying these five tips to your current workload, then please come and join me at the sit down and work challenge. Go to peakcoaching.co sitdown down and grab your ticket. It's $50 to join the five-day challenge, and it includes the $27 deep work guide. That's part of your payment. And you'll also get a 20-minute Speed Coaching one-on-one session with me where we're going to work through exactly this. What is the work that you're most avoiding and how can we help you get it done during the week of the challenge and every other week moving forward? We're live from April 17th through 21st. So go ahead again, peakcoaching.co slash sit down. You can see the full schedule and everything else that's going on during the challenge week. I would love to have you join the sit down and work challenge. I'll see you there. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Half Finished to Done podcast. If you're ready to become a self-assured repeat project finisher, the best place to work with me is in my eight-week group coaching program, Half Finished to Done, live. You'll leave our time together with one finished project and the skills you need to finish any project personal, or business in the future. Just head to peakcoaching.co slash HFD live for your next step. Can't wait to work with you.